Combat readiness training in tough conditions. Tense moments at sea during a water rescue. And protection against potential threats. Welcome to DoD News Now, I'm Sergeant Adam Ross. When soldiers from 2nd Infantry Division headed to Fort Irwin, they knew they were in for some tough training. Gail McCabe has this report from the National Training Center in California. But if you look at the close fight here, on the left-hand side, there's an infantry battalion on this side. Colonel Lou Zeisman says the soldiers of the 2nd Striker Brigade Combat Team, 2nd Infantry Division, the 2-2, are ready. And if I do my job, the battalions will do the close fight and we'll use our Apaches to slowly kill the enemy. Training rotation 1408 at Fort Irwin's National Training Center is where the 2-2 is refining their ability as a brigade to respond to any mission. Ziesman says for his purposes, the wide open expanse of NTC is priceless. I'm a striker brigade combat team. I have multiple enablers that come with me. Here in the desert, we have the ability to synchronize all those on a common fight. Home station for the 2-2 is the cooler climate of Joint Base Lewis McCord. NTC is in the Mojave Desert. Adapting to life in the box is lesson number one. Coming from Joint Base Lewis McCord, where the high temperature was in the 70s, well, we show up here to Fort Irwin and it's 100 degrees. So as you can imagine, this is the temperature challenge. Challenges at NTC are developed with the unit in mind. For the 2-2, it's decisive action, honing the basics, sharpening skills across the board. We don't take it for granted when resources are tight. It's absolutely a way to, for us to see ourselves, our resources, our people, and we need to get better. We have to get better because the next time we're called, it could be for real. Gail McCabe, Fort Irwin. The 2nd Striker Brigade Combat Team will take its recent training to Pacific Pathways 14, a four-month multinational military exercise in Indonesia, Malaysia, and Japan. While most American troops in Afghanistan are preparing to come home, one Air Force mission is ongoing. The NATO Air Training Command is in full mission mode, training members of the Afghan Air Force. It's a ground-up exercise. Many of the Afghans have to learn English before they can even begin the flight training. Instructors are using mostly MI-17 helicopters because Afghans have been using them since they were introduced by the Soviets in the 1980s. The NATO Air Command has about another year and a half to complete the Afghan Air Force training. Meanwhile, Air Force leaders say the F-35 remains on track for initial operating capability by the end of 2016. At a Pentagon briefing yesterday, Air Force Chief of Staff General Mark Welsh said although the recent F-35 engine fire received a lot of attention, it's important that that to keep that particular fire in context. The F-35 has now flown about 8,700 sorties and over 14,000 flight hours. The F-35 is currently flying with some restrictions while the Air Force investigates the cause of that fire. Several people are safe after a Coast Guard rescue yesterday near Key Biscayne, Florida. A fellow boater spotted a capsized vessel with people floating in the water. Coast Guard Station Isla Morada, Florida, sent a patrol crew who pulled the victims to safety. Investigators believe the boaters were from Cuba, where they will be returned. It's in accordance with U.S. policy. They'll be returned to their country of origin. Our concern is the safety and well-being, safety of life at sea. Crews took the boaters to a nearby marina. No one was hurt. Airmen from the 386 Air Expeditionary Wing are staying fit to fight by learning self-defense tactics to protect themselves in dangerous situations. Staff Sergeant Alina McDowell reports from Southwest Asia. 
Marauders of the 386th Air Expeditionary Wing learned to protect themselves in a recent self-defense class. The aim of the class was to teach participants how to use defensive tactics against a potential attacker. So we wanted to give just a short class on things that will either deter someone from attacking somebody else, or if they decide that they did want to attack, that they will realize very quickly they made a mistake. Avoiding dangerous situations is the most ideal, but sometimes inevitable. And when it comes to self-defense, your first line of defense is to avoid the confrontation. So it requires you to be very aware of your surroundings. And uh, if you sense there's something wrong, get away from it. The defense techniques taught will allow a victim to be able to react and fight back. We taught some, some very basic striking techniques, uh, a couple of kicks, uh, some open hand palm strikes. We also did a little bit of ground defense, so if you end up falling down to the ground, how to get out of position to get away from somebody. Having the confidence to use the defense tactics is critical. We tried to also instill a bit of a mindset that somebody is not going to be a victim, so that if they were ever faced with it, they're not afraid to fight back. The class was successful in teaching Marauders personal readiness. This class is giving us, it gave us the techniques to be able to prepare for a situation that we don't want to be in, we're not looking for it, but if the situation were to arise, we, we would be ready for it. Reporting from Southwest Asia, I'm Staff Sergeant Alina McDowell. Coming up next at 1530 Eastern, Veterans Documentary Corps, a show featuring vets and filmmakers from around the world, sharing stories about their veteran experience. And at 1700, Close Combat, a closer look at how each of the services trains and competes in combatives. Be sure to check out the DoD Facebook page and watch for us on Twitter. I'm Sergeant Adam Ross. Keep it right here for all the latest DoD news and information.